Good morning, good day, good evening, wherever in the world you might be. Welcome to the Sage and Guide podcast. I'm your host, Rajun Mankhyan. Here at the Sage and Guide podcast, we bring you conversations and presentations to help you unleash your authenticity and help influence and influence excellence onto others. This morning on the Sage and Guide podcast, for the second time around, I have a guest, a friend from Singapore, a coach and a teacher, Ramesh Shadad Puri, who long ago was a businessman in the US. And today he is here to talk to us about how to set actionable goals. We all set goals, sometimes consciously, sometimes unconsciously, unconsciously. But when we kind of right, when we kind of put them on paper or in our mind, they become a lot more solid and actionable. And Ramesh is here to share us deeper insights into that area. Ramesh, welcome to the Sage and Guide podcast. Thank you, Raju. Pleased to be here. So Ramesh, uh, besides what I said about you, would you like to add a little bit more about your own profile? Uh, I've been uh, in the education business for the last 15 years now. I have moved on from uh, the corporate business world. But of course, the lessons I've learned and the experiences still remain with me. Uh, so I've been in uh, training, uh, higher education, and these days I'm involved in coaching. So those, those are the things that keep me busy and those are things I enjoy. And in, in a nutshell, I'm in the people development business. So am I, I like that business. I like that cut of life really, because it's very fulfilling and uh, it keeps you growing. I hope it's the same for you. Absolutely. You learn something new every day. Yeah. So Ramesh, uh, let's talk about goals and goal setting. Perhaps we can begin with the importance of setting goals. And then we can move on to how we can make them actionable. Sure. We can start with uh, asking ourselves, right? What is a goal? and therefore what's involved in goal setting. So you can think of goal uh, as a target, something to aim for, getting to where we are, to where we want to be. That in a way also suggests that the goal is a a destination. Mm -hmm. I I am here today, I want to be somewhere else. How do I get to reach my destination from where I am? So that mm. also uh, helps in terms of the visual imagery when you're talking to someone or even setting goals for yourself. Where do I want to be over yeah. whichever period of time? <clears throat> and yeah. uh, so thinking of that destination is a good starting point, but you can only get there if you take proactive steps to get there. So this is, uh, uh, this is how I think about in terms of goals. And when I work with people on goal setting, uh, it could be in different contexts. One would be uh, where I have reports uh, who subordinates who uh, uh, who report to me, and we talk about uh, the performance review. But beyond performance review, has to talk about professional development, career development, where do they see themselves going from here. And the other context would be in a coaching sense, when I talk to coaches in terms of uh, where are they now. Uh, what do they hope to uh, see themselves doing? Uh, where do they see themselves, you know, in the short term, long term? So uh, this would be the typical context in which I would see uh, 
uh, you know, I would have a goal setting conversation. Mm. And having uh, said that, it's very important to understand the context because different people uh, have different profiles, they are different stages of their lives and careers. So while we can get talk about goal setting generally, and I'm sure we'll talk about that in a little bit, it is also important to understand uh, the context within which uh, you are working and within which the people you're working with are operating. Mm, right, right. So yeah, uh, my experience and lots of my reading tells me that most everyone set goals and then half of them never get to do anything about it more than half of them you know they're just okay i have a goal and then blah nothing uh so what what makes a goal actionable and the other goals that just disappear into thin air what is the essential difference between the two ramesh uh i'm reminded of a quote by Antoine Saint-Exupéry, uh, the author of The Little Prince, yeah. said uh, a goal without a plan is just a wish. A goal without a plan is just a wish, okay. And uh, at least once a year, most of us make a wish on our birthday, right? I wish I this, I wish that. And it's good to have wishes. It's good to be positive and, you know, think about uh, something different from where you are right now. And give, yeah. wishes give us hope as well. Yeah. But then uh, we also know the term wishful thinking, right? We yeah. think, think, but just because you have a make a wish around it doesn't mean it's going to happen. So, yeah. so yeah. So a goal without follow up. So, so the, before you even talk about follow up action plan, how have you crafted your goal? How how have you thought about your goal uh, yeah. in the first place? And then you can think about how you make it actionable. Uh, otherwise, yeah. end up just being a wishful goal, and then your next birthday comes along and you make another wish. Oof, happy birthday. So tell me uh, the, the, the context before setting a goal, the one that you're talking about, that you need to think about a goal before you set it. What should I think about? Uh, let's say I want to become wealthier mm. financially. You know, I'm, I'm being a little shallow over here, Ramesh. Uh, I'm not talking about spiritual or relationship or emotional growth. I'm about, let's say... I want to make an extra few hundred thousand pesos. What should I think about it before I get to set a goal? So that's a good example. Uh, yeah. And we can work with that. Sometimes the goal setting process happens as part of performance review. And then, you know, six months, 12 months, and you say, okay, what have you achieved and what goals are you going to set? And then it becomes a bit mechanical. And for yeah. some folks, that's good enough. They are content in uh, their state of life, they're yeah. content their career, and they are happy not to rock the boat. Mm. And, and, and if that's uh, what uh, uh, keeps them going, that's perfectly fine. Mm. Uh, you know, uh, and the world is made of uh, so many diverse people. But then there are others, in the, such as the example you gave, where people are not satisfied with the status quo. They want to do something differently or they want to be different. They just do not want to just stand still. In your example, you mentioned like, okay, I have this ambition. I want to uh, make more money. And therefore, I need to think about how I can I do that. So uh, though I, the, the situation that I encounter or at least uh, like to encounter, or at least in terms of coaches I work with, I find that they do not want to maintain the status quo. And therefore, yeah. they want to shift. 
And that's where the conversation can start about setting goals. But before you can talk about uh, specifics about the goal setting, you need to understand where they're coming from. Uh, you know, for example, you say, look, I want to make more money. Uh, I want yeah. to do this. I'll probably explore this further with you. Like uh, yeah. uh, uh, what's making you think along those lines? Uh, yeah. What has changed? Uh, what's your trigger or what's your motivation? And yeah. then, uh, and it's not just for me, it's actually more for you. Hmm. So that you can also unpack in terms of uh, uh, where, uh, what's making me think this way, what's hmm. making me feel this way, yeah. and uh, how am I just saying it because I suddenly feel envious because my neighbor suddenly bought a new car, or is there something deeper? So I think it's very useful for the person in the goal setting process to ex uh, to get some self awareness and do some self discovery as well. On that, building on that, then you can start crafting goals. Okay, I want to make another million dollars. Over what time, and then uh, how will I going to how am I going to get there? What resources do I need? Do I, mm. am I going to get funding from the bank? Do I go to private equity investors? So, uh, then you can explore those things, and then you can sort of uh, make into actionable steps to get there. So, so that's for, yeah. Go, go ahead, please. No, so for uh, example, if I say I want to make a hundred thousand pesos more mm. per annum, which is a very my new school goal, right? Mm. Uh, how would you explore my reasons behind it or what drives me to set a goal like that? What couple of questions would you throw at me? Since when have you been thinking about this? Uh, what would you do if you get those 100,000 pesos uh, target that you want? You want uh, me to answer them or no? I'm, I'm being hypothetical, but yeah. feel free to answer that. will make it more interesting. Yeah, okay, go, 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 yeah. Oh, the uh, first one was since when? Uh, well, just since a week ago. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. What has changed that made you think about this? I feel I'm capable. I think there's space in the world and space in my energy resources. Okay. So uh, tell me more about the capability. Uh, you mentioned that I'm capable. Oh, number one, I think the world has uh, opened up a bit. And two, I've skilled up a lot more. You know, I, uh, I've taken several trainings in the last few years and I have more space and time in my life. Uh, my kids have left the nest. Mm. So I feel, you know, well, I can probably uh, strive for a bit more. Okay. And then I may ask question about, are you just saying it or you're really motivated? So I may ask you a question. So Raju, okay, on a scale of one to 10, one is, uh, yeah, I'll do it if I feel like it. 10, I'm dead serious on uh, working on this uh, goal. Where do you stand on this scale? Eight and a half. Okay, uh, so eight and a half. So uh, tell me at eight and a half, uh, how soon do you want to start working on it to get to where you need to go? Since it's not a very distant goal and not very far away, I think I could start like Monday morning. Okay, so what are the first few things you will start uh, exploring and working on come Monday morning? Hmm. I would probably uh, cut down the less productive engagements I have, like watching TV or just chatting with friends sometimes. I'd cut down that and focus on acquiring a client or two more. Okay. Well, what type of clients will you acquire that you do not already have? Oh, similar. Just add one more to the list, maybe. So if I have five clients, I'll do six. Hmm. And how do you know you're making progress towards getting to your target that you mentioned? Well, the, the moment I pick up a client once a month, 
I know that that's a billable coin. Okay. And uh, how will you feel when you achieve your target? Oh, I'll feel good. <laughs> Probably buy myself a nice suit. Okay. How soon do you see yourself being able to uh, buy a new suit? 60 days. Okay. Uh, 60 days is two months. All right. So uh, what is the next step you'll take after we're done with this uh, conversation in terms of getting your plan going? Oh, good question. I think Monday morning I can start cutting down, look at my timetable and take away the, you know, the frivolous things we do sometimes, you know, like flip through our cell phones and spend time on Netflix. I'll just reduce that. That's the first thing I'll do and then make a few extra calls or send out a few extra emails or make myself present where my fish are in the fish pond that my fish are in, become myself visible and throw a bait around. I see it, Ramesh, I get it. I get now, I understand what you mean by before I set the goal. So let's now talk about actionable goals. This was very good, by the way. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. It made You're me welcome. think. It made me not just think, but kind of remove a few cobwebs around just a hypothetical goal. I get it. And I'm very sure the listeners... Uh, picked up a few cues from that. Now, did you want to go more? Because this is very good. In fact, this is way much better than just speaking hypothetically about it. So uh, what would be the following step? Now that you asked me, what will I do? Uh, then is to keep you on track. And uh, perhaps I would wrap up the conversation by saying that, okay, you've given yourself a target. You have mentioned some steps starting Monday morning and you hope to get there by uh, in 60 days, which is two months. Yeah. Uh, so you sort of already have a journey planned out. Correct, yeah. But as we all, we all know, right, we've taken journeys and sometimes uh, our journey takes a pause or we are going a bit too slow or we'll be going too fast. It may be good to do a check-in. So I may just say like, okay, Raju, all sounds good and I can see you're really uh, psyched and motivated. When would be a good time for me to check in with you to see how you're doing? Right, right. So now, yeah, I get the point. Uh, I, in fact, I'd like to test you out on that. But before I test you out on that, let's talk about actionable. So would this be considered actionable or is there something else I need to do to quote unquote? Remember, we talk about actionable goals today, Ramesh. Yeah, so the way of uh, looking at goals uh, and the way I see goals and the way I communicate and uh, in the, the goal setting conversation, is that I have this uh, structure of goals being in four tiers. The highest tier being aspirational goal. I aspire to be something or you know be somewhere. Mm. Then would come uh, the the outcome goals. A level below below that is the performance goal, and uh, at the lower tier, which is the starting point, is the process goal. So mm. in your case, you started the conversation is and you want to make 100,000 pesos, uh, you know, and that's how our conversation started. So that's an outcome goal. I want to get to 100,000 pesos. And how you go about doing it is, okay, then you spoke about, uh, you know, I need to find more clients. I need to, uh, you know, manage my time better, so on and so forth. So that became a, pro a, a performance goal. You have to do all those things. And the mm. process is start Monday. I will manage my time better, I'll look out for clients, I'll, uh, you know, do uh, 
other things that need to be done so that I can get to the goal that I've been looking out for or that I've sort of thought of about, which is getting to make an income of 100,000 pesos, uh, which I'm not making now, but I want to make that. And then um, beyond that, uh, that'd be another conversation is after you make $100,000 uh, $1, more, uh, what else would you want to do? But that would be more of a, a aspirational conversation uh, type of a discussion. Uh, hundred thousand not dollars, pesos, pesos. Okay, start with peso, you'll get the dollar. <laughs> yeah, well, $100,000 is a lot of hard work in my kind of work, no? Ramesh, um, we took a hypothetical one. And so you said aspirational <clears throat> outcome? Yeah. Yeah? And then, sorry, oh. level one is aspiration. Like the why. Yes, huh? yep. And then the outcome is the what? Uh, outcome is uh, outcome is uh, where your desired uh, where what's your desired state what's your preferred future where you would like to be from where you are right now that's your outcome. How is that difference from aspirational? Aspiration is more visionary, but what what you may not articulate it yet. Perhaps you're not you're saving it for another day, or maybe you not even realize it at this time. Is that why should I just stop there? Why can I can can't I be uh, the award-winning businessman of the year in the Philippines is something that's a uh, very high level yeah, uh, right, right. aspiration, but uh, it's something that's going to take a lot more time. And it's a vision I aspire to. And uh, that is something that will take two small steps. So each of these steps that I mentioned lead to the higher level. So a good way of looking at the aspirational goal would be things like uh, great leaders, you know, uh, we take inspiration from like Martin Luther King. I have a dream. Mm -hmm. And his dream was, uh, you know, like, you know, civil rights and equality and so on and so forth. Uh, Obama, uh, he had his message of change was, yes, we can. Yeah. And he had eight years in office, public office, even now as a private citizen, he's working on that. Yeah. Uh, so those things are less tangible. They are aspirational. And there are things that we want to work towards. But uh, the details are a bit fuzzy. Okay, let's let, let me try something bigger now. Let's okay. do, let's go through the four stages. Uh, can you repeat them for my visualization? Aspirational outcome. Maybe we can try in the reverse order because we're going to start at the bottom and work towards the top. One is a process goal. Yeah. Then a process goal leads to your performance. Your yeah. performance leads to your outcome, and your outcome again all this cumulatively leads to your visionary goal or aspirational goal. Right, right. I get it. Process, performance, outcome, and aspirational. Yes. Okay. Now, uh, I want for decades, I have been wanted, I have been wanting to be the number one public speaking coach in Asia. As in, I know that I have the talent, the potential, the passion, the intention. But I've never strived for it. Would that be a goal or it would be wishful thinking? Number one, public speaking coach in Asia. That's a vision. That's an aspiration that you are thinking of now. And in your mind, the fact you've thought about it, you probably feel it's worth striving for. Then the question comes, the striving part, which is the actionable part. Yeah. Uh, it, 
if uh, you if we have conversations like this week in week out and you say i'm just want to be the number one and i'll ask you raju so what uh, steps have you taken to get there and you said well nothing really i'm pretty chill I'm then of course it's a, that, that, then it's a still a dream goal uh but yeah so it starts with a dream it starts with an aspiration and then there then you have the building blocks to get there and it will take time it will take effort and uh, and and eventually one is really uh, determined you will get uh, to that goal even if you're not number one let's say uh, not to you know rain on your parade uh, you will be better than where you are today i would think uh, you know that you'll be someone well known in the circuit but of yeah. course your aim is to win uh, to get the number one title it's just like an olympian right which olympian doesn't want to get a gold medal and so, they strive for it but only one person who can get it but if you're striving to be of olympic standard you are definitely catapulting yourself from where you are to where you can be to so, fulfill your potential how should i splice up this journey if if that's a vision if that's mm. an aspiration or that's a dream how do i splice it up what do i cut it how do i cut it into pieces and blocks so i say okay i travel this journey first and that journey first and side by side i commute towards this way how do i break it up very quickly ramesh like a wireframe what would i do okay so uh, one would be to uh, know what the top speakers in asia are like maybe the world so you start with the world as benchmarks right so yeah. this where the gurus of the of this field right. what they are, what they do and this are the things uh, that become yeah. popular so what makes them i guess they have talent for sure they have drive uh, they are also savvy in marketing they write books they speak at the uh, forums and wherever they Uh, get uh, yeah. get that form so the, so i guess you can use that as a template what are they doing that are not doing yet what, what are the books that maybe i need to write to make a mark which forums am i speaking at that can give me a bigger audience base for example or yeah. am i on top of my game in talking about contemporary topics that the people really want so i think you do a bit of market research on what's out there and then yeah. you have to also do an uh, introspection as to uh, am i able to deliver on this or you can say look i'm actually very unique in my talents i don't have to compete in that space you know uh, i don't have mm. been red sea i can be in the blue sea so use that kind of metaphor and then identify your space identify your voice and then break it down okay i'm not uh, i need to write at least one or two books on contemporary themes so that becomes a, a, an out, a performance goal and then i have to start writing or i have to start getting gigs or uh, find platforms on tedx or whichever other platforms that you think will give you mm. a wider audience which you're not doing yet So that's how you break it down into parts and components, and then you say like, how do I get a TEDx gig? I better find right, out who that right. is and stuff like that. So that makes it actionable. Makes sense. Then at every stage, whether it's writing a book or whether it's getting to speak on a popular stage or doing things, then I set goals down the line. And it's not doing it just uh, uh, you know uh, mechanically because each time you do this, you will learn things along the way. and then you'll get some sort of feedback and hopefully or through self reflection or to accountability partner that this is working this is not uh, maybe you should do more of this and less of that uh, you know or you like you want to do everything but there's not enough time so where do you prioritize so it's a journey uh, anyone who has excelled in their craft or their profession has yeah. been on journeys and learned along the way and i think that learning uh, and the mind open mindset and growth mindset is also important for you to uh, get to your destination very clear ramesh absolutely clear in fact mind blowingly clear i mean i mean i've gone through this hundreds of times in my life and it still gets fuddled you know you still get oh my gosh i'm doing this i have to do so many things then there's a journey towards that specific 
vision that you kind of pay less and less attention to and becomes all dust covered. Beautiful, beautifully put. Thank you very much. It helped me. Uh, lifting, uplifting, really uplifting. And I'm sure whoever's tapping into this gets gets the same feeling that I'm getting. Wait, Ramesh, uh, I understand now how to set goals. Obviously, there'd be more details on how to specify them, et cetera, et cetera. There's another couple of things I want to explore with you is that lots of people, we all talk about writing down our goals. What is the value and the merit behind writing down goals? Why can't I just, you know, talk about it, remember it, and tell a friend, maybe tell my partner? So thinking, just so thinking is where you start. Talking is something we do all the time. Yeah. Uh, but from thinking and talking, so uh, what's how do we follow through or follow uh, up on this? And the, the writing is a deliberate process. So every time oh, you write, right. you're, you're reflecting on what you thought. And as you're writing or even conversing, uh, the certain uh, th there's a term called emergent. So emergent ideas come through because it's an ongoing process. So as you, as you talk to a friend, as you write it down, uh, you know, on a piece of paper or on your device, then you're thinking about it and then you're thinking about it in a different way. And then when you revisit it, you're saying, okay, maybe this is not the right angle or I didn't, wasn't thorough with it. So it's a process of reinforcement. It's iterative and it's reinforcing. So that's why right. it is powerful. And of course, uh, I think this is something you've spoken of, spoken of in your other talks as well. Uh, uh, why just words? Why not imagery and uh, pictures as well? And that works for some folks uh, like uh, vision board and uh, those kind of yeah. tools. So these are all tools and techniques. Uh, yeah. One is not necessarily better than the other, but they're all complementary. And then yeah. again, going back to the discussion on context, uh, some people are more... Context you know, as in before we did the role play on goal setting, yeah? Yeah, so context is I need to know you. So it, I, 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 I mean, are you an artistic person? Are you a very visual person? Are you happy making vision boards? And does that help you? Uh, okay. Oh, what is my uh, preference, you mean? Yeah. yeah, preference, correct. Preference as to... And I think in life coaching, you do a lot more of that kind of vision board thing uh, as opposed to executive coaching, but there's no strict rule that you can't use one or the other. So these are tools and techniques. So when I say context, I guess mm. I should clarify the context of the person you're talking to and the person you're supporting. Right, what right, right, methods right. or tools does he or she like? Uh, mm. I think as you may aware in, in the training world, there's also something called Lego serious play using you know, activities like that, that's tactile and letting your imagination flow using uh, Lego uh, blocks. So there are different things, but I guess uh, for, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I... Uh, we tend to write uh, in our day-to-day -day life. So it's quite logical to write this and right, right, revisit right. the document. And some sort of training you must have done is that, okay, write a letter to yourself, uh, you know, and then revisit it in six months or so. Yeah. And yeah. what did you write yourself? And then things like, uh, uh, if you're giving, uh, somebody is giving uh, you, uh, making a birthday speech for you at your 75th or 80th birthday, what you, would you like them to say? So that's again, vision, sort of visioning going on, aspirational right, right, in words. Right. All these are techniques you can use for various purposes. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Yeah, Ramesh, I've gone through all of them. Uh, uh, well, I've conducted some of them myself. and But uh, having this conversation with you, is giving it such a, such a better resolution 
you know, the pixels and the bytes mm. have become so much better. And now not only do I understand the need behind it and the value behind it, but I also see the differences between the three. The three being number one, written. All right, let's say, no, four, let's say spoken. Spoken, right? So that means energy out onto the air, into the airspace between you and whoever you're talking to, no? One, two, written. That means energy on paper, black and white little scripts right three is if you use colors and pictures that's a different form of representation and yes it uses the visual cortex and finally when you talk about lego serious play you're not just creating pictures and words but you're also touching them you know uh, it's very tactile you're right so there's kinesthesia involved in that fabulous i get it i understand the whole thing no so very useful and so very useful for anyone who wants to set goals. And then uh, let's just explore SMART very quickly, Ramesh. I want to explore two more things. We have about 10 minutes left. I want to explore SMART based on the discussion we had. And then cite me a success story if you have one, either personal or a business success story that set a goal and achieved it powerfully. So let's start with uh, the format, the framework, SMART. Okay, so S-M-A-R-T, specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, time-bound. So those are the five dimensions. So simple enough, and we give everyone a template. Now your goal should be a SMART goal so that uh, it's uh, clearer, there's clarity, and then you can have do something about it, making it actionable. So let me think of, uh, let me share an example uh, that uh, where this uh, can come through uh, of an employee or uh, staff member I had in my previous company who uh, we had a discussion about performance and where do we go from here. Uh, and, and I'll sort of uh, dovetail it with the SMART goal. So this was a staff in my uh, department she was fairly young, uh, early 20s, just out of uh, high school, uh, university. And she was uh, tasked to do a lot of operational things, back end, back office stuff. Very uh, friendly, very uh, capable, very pleasant, a joy to work with. And we'd, uh, we would interact, uh, you know, almost daily. I mean, you know, on the go, things are happening and, and very responsive and very proactive. And then about a year or so, I think it was performance review, beyond performance review. And she was saying, look, uh, I'm glad to be here. And I know that uh, you appreciate the work I do. But what else? I think I can do more. She and said I, to you. She said, uh, not in those words, perhaps. She said, what, what, so what's next? I'd like to do something yeah, more, like something different. I'd like to move ahead. What okay. more can I do, La, in Singaporean style? Yeah, so you can think of it that way as well. And then, I, and then I realized also that operation, and she was, like I said, back office operational work is not glamorous, but it's essential. And she was yeah. very good at it. And she yeah. had a personality where she could actually do very well doing front end work, more market engagement work, working with uh, external stakeholders, working yeah. with clients. Uh, and, I know, I know, and I know that she would do very well with it. She was doing it off and on as and when she was assigned. And I said, okay, I see, uh, I understand where you're coming from and I'm with you. And I said, to do front-end related work, you know, in our industry, you need to go for courses and get certification. 
and uh, otherwise you will not be able to do it in a full-fledged way. She said, I'm prepared to do it and uh, uh, tell me how. Okay, so uh, in a way she also, because she was in operations, she knew the process. And then we discussed this. I said, look, uh, so the smart, uh, the, so the goal was, uh, maybe you can talk about the outcome goal, right? I want to uh, progress in my career. I want to do something beyond just back office work. Okay. So what, so what is the opportunity there or what is the step to getting there? Uh, you'd be able to be skilled and trained to do the front office work. But in order to do that, you need to get your licensing exam and certifications done. And how would you do it? So discussion, I said, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll speak on your behalf to HR and whoever it is. And I'll support that, you know, you should be allowed to do this. And of course, it takes time. It takes money, right? And she's a keeper. You do not want to lose stuff like that. And we got around to it. So I said, look, if you do this part-time, work full-time mm -hmm. and do this, it'll take you 12 months. If you do full-time, part-time, you can do it within six months. But to do it, you need to get concession that you'll be given leave for to do your training and do it in six months. See, I'm, I'm, I'm game. I'd rather do it in six months than 12 months. So the motivation was there. The intention was there. And yes, she did. And, in, uh, and to getting to the, to, the, to, the, to the punchline of the story, she cleared it. Uh, she was given more tasks and responsibility. Uh, I do keep in touch with her. She's still very much in the organization. She's got a supervisory role now. So she's a junior manager. And for her, knowing the back end of the business has been very, very uh, helpful for her to excel in the front side of the business, talking to customers, because she knows the nuances. She can talk and say, yes, this can be done. This cannot be done. And if it cannot be done, I'll make sure it gets done because I know how, how the back end works. So this is an example of someone who was self-motivated mm. and wanted to get things done. And the organization was supportive. And uh, sometimes organizations are very, not very supportive of junior people. They tend to focus their resources on senior people. But I'm glad they, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, supported her. And she's still there. In fact, from what she told, told me is that now she, they, are, in, in, she's, they are already sending her for the diploma level course. So down the road, she'll be a full-fledged manager. So these wow. are very inspiring uh, stories uh, that, uh, you know, uh, to, to share and, you know, to inspire other people. In fact, inspire yourself as, as well when you see that your uh, subordinates are able to excel and they are able to grow. So this, again, goes back to what we said earlier about context. Uh, yeah. uh, the example of, I, I, I want to make 100,000 pesos more. So if you're a person who's not satisfied with the status quo, that's actually the, the spark right. or the trigger for things to happen. Uh, right. Yeah, so this this may not work with other staff. I had other staff who were happy to be there at nine, leave at five, six, and life was good for them. And for right. them, uh, just maintaining the you know the the cruise uh, uh, on the highway approach was fine for them. Whereas this lady wanted to be like uh, you know okay, career wise, like uh, how can I be a Formula One driver and move to the next rung and next rung? So right, right. we have to be uh, mindful of the way we engage people in the different aspirations that they have and the different capabilities that they have right right so i i see your point is uh so as a coach you also need to look at whether they have the itch they have the intention to grow you know yeah. and that's that that's the context you're talking about okay ramesh fantastic uh did you want to talk about smart or you want to skip that uh, so in this case, the smart sort of, because her aspirate, so sometimes people have no idea where they want to go and then do the smart goal exercise. And it's yeah. useful where uh, you're here today, where you want to go. So you can sort of discuss it with them as a journey. And mm -hmm. when, I, I like to get there sometime. Uh, when is the sometime, doesn't really matter. Then it's not very smart. And then that also sort of tells you about that motivation. 
but actually not to sell that person short, the person may not be ready to craft the goal. That okay. conversation may be useful because now the person knows that, hey, uh, yeah, I have to think about it in the next session or next conversation. He or she may be ready to talk about it in goal setting terms. So mm -hmm. sometimes some people set goals very early or the situation more or less becomes, you know, the trigger for the goal. Other mm -hmm. people need more time. So whatever works for different situations, you have to be uh, supportive of that for the people you are supporting. I get it. Fabulous, Ramesh. Fabulous. Absolutely fabulous. So let me ask you, uh, are you teaching other coaches or coaches want to be to uh, facilitate the way you just did with me? And how? Talking to you is a different level because you are a coach yourself. Okay, you, just, I mean, no, I mean, what I'm saying is, are you training others to be? Uh, yeah, no, so the thing is, when I communicate with you, you pick up uh, the nuances and you pick up the points very quickly because uh, you, you are doing what I'm doing in the training field, people development field. Uh, mm -hmm. the other, others I normally deal with would be people managers, managers, supervisors, so uh, who are not necessarily, uh, they are managers, so they are managing things. But I think, as you know, um, being technically competent doesn't necessarily make you a good people manager. Mm -hmm. And very often you get hired for your technical skills and then as you get promoted, you realize that your, uh, Oops, your people yeah. skills, your transferable skills, something that you learn along the way. Not all of us know everything uh, from the very beginning. That's, that's mm. not, uh, fairly obvious, right? So then it comes to like, how do they engage their staff, uh, people who report to them? Yeah, not just those who report to them, even their peers, because you learn a lot from your peers as well. Mm. So how do you develop those skills? So in terms of uh, be, uh, being able to uh, support them in their growth and development, you need to have these kind of conversations. So they may not be outright uh, coaches and not everyone wants to be a coach, but they need to learn fundamental skills, people management skills, which would involve having coaching conversations, which mm. is listening. Uh, giving feedback, uh, listening and being able to support them on their next uh, idea or the next stage of their development. So those are skills I work with. Uh, I mean, yeah. I do uh, impart or do uh, deliver programs on and yeah. inevitably goal uh, setting is one of them. And right. again, telling, talking about smart goals is a good starting point. Uh, but again, people make, will take a bit of time to sort of get good at, to get uh, some mastery of it. So the other way of thinking of it is, again, breaking down the four steps. Talk about, oh, my, my performance goal for uh, outcome goal for next year or the next three years, a strategic plan is whatever the, uh, the outcome goal is. But you have mm -hmm. to start breaking it down into performance goal and process goal. So this is where people don't have a deeper conversation, the performance goal and the process goal. Because to get yeah. to that annual goal or the three-year strategic plan goal, you have to break it down. And this is where uh, conversations take place uh, to see how they can do better and what are the areas that can uh, uh, they can improve upon. I like that. I really liked and uh, it became extremely clear for me when you said instead of starting from the top, start from the bottom. Instead of starting with the aspiration, if you want to understand goal setting, you start with the process, right? What will you do? No, that's the process. The performance is how will it be measured, right? How will you know that you're progressing? And the outcome, what is it that you want? And then finally, why is it what you want? Or what about you makes you want that? 
I get it. Thank you, Ramesh. This has been a fabulous conversation. If there's any question about goal setting that I might have forgotten to ask you, would you like to spend a few minutes talking about that aspect if I missed something? I would perhaps wrap up by saying that, uh, you know, this is always a work in progress. Uh, there's no one way of doing it, the perfect way of doing it. And some uh, practitioners may prefer, prefer different sort of languaging, like mm. to, uh, folks who are in uh, who adopt the solution-focused approach. They don't really talk about goals. They talk about uh, preferred future. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that's perfectly fine. And, and that actually leads to the point about languaging. So uh, certain using of metaphors, like a journey, yeah, uh, you yeah. know, I think I think that's helpful, uh, and people can get it and relate to it. So also be sensitive to the language you're using. It has to be within the cultural context and the language yeah. the level the person you're talking to can understand. Right, uh, right. And I think there's another whole level of conversation we can have uh, on, about the language you use, the positive. Uh, so solution focus is very very positive in the orientation, positive right. psychology. So uh, so besides the crafting of the goal and the smart and whatever other template you may think of. It's uh, how you use language and, yeah. and, uh, that, that, that can be very, very nuanced and also yes. very, very uh, helpful in terms of uh, supporting the person who is on this journey yeah. and also the way you give feedback. And that feedback is not just looking backward, but also feed forward, looking towards their preferred future. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. I understand. I understand the point behind language and thank you for... Uh, bringing that up since I forgot to ask you. I think uh, the language choice, the vocabulary choice, the word choice makes up for the granular structure of goal setting. You know, it's like what kind of material are we using to paint this picture or create this building or bridge? Ramesh, thank you very much. It has been fabulous having you on the Sage and Guide podcast and the wisdom you shared, I'm sure will be very, very useful to all my listeners and it is useful to me. And I wish you the best on your journey, on your own personal growth. And anytime you want to come back to the Sage and Guide podcast, if you want to share something, you know, share, give it to the world outside, I'd be happy to have you back on this show, Ramesh. So any parting words? If not, then we'll connect with you on LinkedIn. Is it right? There's the best place to find you? Yes, you can find me in LinkedIn, yes. Okay, anything else you want to say before we say bye-bye? Uh, it's been a pleasure having this conversation with you and thank you for the opportunity and I hope to see you uh, uh, again, hopefully in person, either in Manila or in Singapore. Right, I wish to. I wish to. I haven't traveled in a while. I've walked to. I mean, I'm not hungering for it. After the COVID, I don't want to travel anymore. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That was Ramesh Shadatpuri from Singapore. And he talked to us about actionable goal setting and not just about how to set actionable goals, but the context behind them, the language around it, and the whole process of those four stages that was beautiful and if you're in the business of goal setting this will come helpful to you and on that note i thank you for listening in and watching the sage and guide podcast if you liked it then please like and share it below and if you provide feedback your feedback becomes good fodder to the sage and guide podcast and as we say in the philippines adios and mabuhay <laughs>